the KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. Now, as I mentioned earlier on, we're going to be joined by um, former lead detective on the case of the missing Jojo Dullard, Martin Walker. The case features in a new documentary series entitled Six Silent Killings, Ireland's Vanishing Triangle, which is coming to Sky Documentaries and Now TV on Sunday, the 12th of November. These women were here, now they're gone. The question is, where are they? There must be some clue as to how and why these young women disappeared. Someone who's a serial killer, they live among us. Do you think it would be a good place to bury a body? If there are bodies here, both dogs will find them. And joining us now, formerly detective in the case, uh, Martin Walker. Um, Good morning, Martin. Thanks for taking the time to join us this morning. Good morning, Brian. Thank you very much. It's fairly extraordinary, really, when you think about the fact that within the space of five years in the 1996, young women went missing in Ireland, never to be seen again. Um, I mean, it's, it's the same area generally known today as Ireland's Vanishing Triangle. Annie McCarrick, Josephine Dullard, uh, Fiona Pender, Kira Breen, Fiona Sinnott, and of course, Deirdre Jacob, all disappearing without a trace. We're obviously with it being the 28th anniversary of Jojo's disappearance, focusing primarily on Jojo today, but obviously remembering all those other women as well. Um, I suppose it would be helpful, given the fact that you were the former lead detective at the time of the case, to take us through the details that we know about Jojo's last movements. Yeah, well, Jojo was 21 years old and she had been working up in Dublin, Brian, and she had decided that um, she no longer wanted to stay there and had had um, made an, an appointment to get more gainful employment down in Kilkenny. And on the 9th of the 11th, 1995, uh, she'd been socialising in Dublin and she missed her bus all the way, the direct transit route back down to Kilkenny. And um, what she did then, she took a bus from Bosaurus down to Nace and then she got two two lifts which left her back uh, in in Moon Village and uh, she she got onto the phone and she was actually speaking to a friend of hers at around 11.37pm on the 9th of the 11th, 1995, 28 years ago and it would appear that a car pulled up uh, Jojo went out, spoke to the, the, the individual driver of this car, returned to her friend on the phone and said, look, I'm good. I have a lift and I'm on the way home. And since that date, she hasn't been seen. And um, there has been a lot of work in the interim in relation to it. But uh, it's, we've come to the firm conclusion that she met her debt through violent means. And we upgraded this matter to a murder investigation in 2020 following discussion with the series crime review team and the management team in in Kildare where where responsibility for that investigation lies. Um, I suppose part of the the overall um, investigation, we looked at victimology and proof of life analysis, and we determined that Jojo didn't disappear electively. There was sinister, something sinister happened to her. There was no suggestion of suicide, misadventure or anything like that. And it's reasonable rationale to assume that she was kidnapped and murdered. And that's where we are today, Brian. And were there any, was there anything else that came to light around about 2019, 2020 that led the guards and the investigative team to make that decision to upgrade the case to a murder case at that point? Well, it would have been a culmination of a lot of things, small incidental things. And then the serious crime review team, we were revisiting witnesses 
and um, and continuing various other inquiries and trying to to trawl for CCTV and you know to revisit witnesses, which is very important because relationships break down and and um, you know people's dependency on other individuals change. And uh, it's just a culmination of, of, of small incidental matters which came together. And it was reasonable for us to make that uh, conclusion that she, Josephine had, or Jojo had been kidnapped and murdered. As well as that, when we uh, uh, reclassify that to a murder investigation, Brian, it brings about a more robust, more impetus in the, in the investigation techniques we can use for a murder investigation. Because one, you can get warrants to search. It facilitates the arrest and detention of individuals. And we have a better intercooperation between, you know, external agencies and, and police services across the world if we had to follow up on that line. So it was in everyone's interest that the matter was upgraded, as indeed was was uh, Deirdre Jacobs in 2018 in similar circumstances, Brian. And of course, the Sky documentary coming this weekend, Six Silent Killings, um, describes it as Ireland's vanishing triangle. Um, maybe not in terms of actually fully committing to it, but sort of suggests that there may be some sort of connection between these um, various different disappearances. Uh, do the guards believe that to be the case or potentially the case also? Yeah, the, 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 there is a suggestion. This terminology, Ireland's vanishing triangle, it's, a, it's a, a phrase that's been coined by the media, really, Brian. But it concentrates on six individuals which you have named. Um, I think it's fair to say that the, in three of them, Fiona Pender, Fiona Sinnott and Kira Breen, guards have a particular focus uh, in, the, in, the, in the intervening period of time. And I don't believe that there is any connection between those three murders and the outstanding ones of Jojo, uh, Deirdre Jacob and Annie McCarrick. Um, as I say, the, the, the investigation was very, very well done in relation to them all. And it's ongoing. This is live investigations, Brian, as well. And I think it's important that people realise that that the guards are still actively investigating all of those six disappearances, murders. Excellent. I mean, that's a, a huge part of our focus this morning to try and, you know, mark these anniversaries yes. by refreshing these cases and people's memories. You know, as, as the lead detective, uh, the former lead detective in the case and obviously a very experienced guard, what are the processes that you would encourage people who may be listening to us this morning to go through um, if they were in the area at the time, if they've actually had any interaction with people who may have acted strangely in relation to the case over the subsequent 28 years? What can we do as members of the public to try and um, aid the guards who are investigating? I, I personally feel that somebody out there, you know, has some information that little nugget of information that that um, that can bring us and advance these inquiries for us and i'd ask people to reflect and look at their conscience and 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 reflect on their on their attitudes and you know when you think of the family that's left behind they are the victims now every day brian of their life they're re-victimized because of that you know they're waiting for their loved one to come home and i'd ask people to think reflect upon the dates if they'd seen anything suspicious or unusual to come forward and as, as usual they'll be treated with the strictest of confidence if they have any suggestion or any whisper or any inkling or or, or concern about an individual you know, that they may suspect of, of nefarious activity to come forward to the Gardaí and, and to approach them and, and to let us give us that bit of information, Brian. I think it's very, very important. And you mentioned this earlier in our chat this morning, um, Martin, that obviously relationships change over the years, family relationships change. Also, as people age, you know, they start to realise maybe things that they thought, heard, noticed and 
for some reason in their youth were able to put to the back of their mind as, as, as they progress through their years it's always been there um, obviously I would presume or maybe ask if anybody has any information you know relating to, to people that they knew if they had any concerns themselves about not coming forward previously um, how would that be treated by the guards? Oh, well, they will be treated, you know, that the, the, uh, they will be confidential in every inquiry that we would engage with with them. And, the, you know, that information isn't going to be uh, um, to be given to anybody other than the lead investigators, the superintendent in in um, in in Kildare at the moment, who has full carriage and responsibility. But they will be strict treated with the strictest confidence. And, you know, it's, discretion is all important in police work in Ireland today. <clears throat> and just finally, there was Mark, one other interesting. Go ahead. Sorry, the, there was one other. My apologies, Brian. An interesting development there in relation to the the, the, the documentary series by by Sky. Um, there was a, an individual, David Kenny, a forensic scientist, but he's identified a likely burial place for bodies. It's an underground national monument chamber in close proximity to where uh, Larry Murphy was uh, was um, found in in the act of attempting to kill a, a Carlo businesswoman. And I think that they're going to send on a, a report to the commissioner at some stage in the near future, with the with the possibility of having that area searched in its entirety. Now I know it's a national monument, but that that matter can be overcome if you have an archaeologist on site to supervise it, Brian, you know? It's interesting to see how the expertise brought in and, and the reflection that's caused by documentary series like this can, as you just suggested, bring new evidence to light. But just finally, yeah. um, you've obviously had a lot of interaction with the family um, of Jojo Dullard and, of course, all of the other missing women from that period that you were may or may not have been involved in. Um, talk to me about the strength, the passion, the commitment um, to continue uh, keeping Jojo's... Uh, memory her 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 case in the forefront of everybody's minds well i i think that this documentary series brings that to the forefront you know and people just it's to keep people aware of it that it's still active and it's still engaging and 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 that guardian are still working on it i can tell you that we have one an inspector seamus rothwell and seamus has been the family liaison officer with the deirdre jacob family and the jojo dullard family for the last 28 or 29 years now seamus retires on the 24th of november but he has done sterling work in in, in engaging with the family and you know allaying their fears and keeping them aware of the developments and and just talking to them and that's the type of an individual Seamus is he's very very good and the family uh, uh, Michael and, and um, Bernadette Jacob and Kathleen Dullard they appreciate that and you know he, he's honest and his integrity and that's all part of it being you know keep them informed of developments Just tragic so many lives affected by these cases um, but thank you very much for all the work that you've carried out on that and all of the other cases and thanks again for joining us this morning former lead detective in the case of the missing Jojo Dullard Martin Walker joining us there the KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.